Welcome to Sorry If I Spit When I Speak. In this episode, we're going to finish previewing the draft and giving you some ideas of jams the Bengals take in the mid and late rounds. Now, I'm joined as always by the great John Sheeran and the electric Koji. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. wearing green. I don't know what daddy is doing. He needs to expand his wardrobe a little bit. Yeah. Well, well <clears throat> you know how much these suits cost? I mean, you can't like have all these different colors, uh, you know. But, well, dad, you, you do know why we are wearing green, right? Um, I do not. Do you know what today was or is? No. Well, it's Earth Day. Right. And did you know? And did you know uh, that there was a <clears throat> famous celebrity born on Earth Day? No. A famous celebrity who went to, who just got back from the Cayman Islands to celebrate his birthday, which is also can, on can, Earth Day. Can we move this along and get to yeah, this? Look, look up here, man. Look, just got okay. back from Cayman Islands. His birthday is, is is Earth Day. Oh wow! Okay, is it someone in the draft? No, 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 you're not even close. It's it's someone who's who is in a rock and roll band with you for over 30 years. <clears throat> oh, wow. He doesn't sound that important. T-Bone yeah, he's, he's important. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, you're doing okay. the passive aggressive stuff. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's my birthday. Okay, so look, look, That's okay. my birthday. Oh, Happy birthday, oh, Hoji. That's all yeah. I wanted. Happy birthday. Yeah, really. And you know what I want for my birthday? You already have a Tesla. What do you what else do you want? I want T.J. Hawkinson. That's what I want for the Bengals as my number one draft pick. You see how I took over the show right there? It's my birthday. It's my show. And I want T.J. We're going to talk about the first round. He's not going to be able in the second round. All right. <laughs> but, but that's what I want. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your show. Do your show. It's my birthday. I want it to be like a regular day. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Okay. Okay. No, don't worry. I won't do that. So let's get right to it. So first round. We kind of gave our picks. Some rumors floating around about Dwayne Haskins. We don't know what to believe with that. It's probably a smoke, you know, probably some people assuming because the OSU connection. But, uh, you know, it's yeah, like with a franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah. The, the smoke the smoke in this draft, I think you guys will agree. I mean, the amount of, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, dissimulation and, and, and provocation and equivocation in this year's draft is unlike anything I've seen before. I mean, the rumor has it, and I just read this today, is that the whole Rosen trade thing from the Cardinals was just smoke too. I don't know if you guys read this. There's been a lot of, I mean, I do not like the new deceptive NFL. I don't know if it's just me. I used to like the old straightforward days. Wait, 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 wait. No, Rosen getting traded, right? No, that was all a trick. That, that whole thing of making it seem like he wasn't going to play this next coming year, they were just blowing smoke up everybody's... You're a world-famous guitarist, but you don't know the simple rules of negotiating. There's only one reason no. why they're saying that it's smoke. It's because they don't like what's been offered to them. Oh. That's this... why we went broke. We didn't have you. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, the Bengals are broke in their minds, too. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very critical to really running any organization, whether football organization or business that you understand, you know, the, the kind of nuances or the subtleties to making a good transaction. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get to the second round. So look, let's say the Bengals 
if they like Kyler Murray, sure, he's not going to drop that far. No. Rosen, you know, he, he's probably going to the Cardinals or somewhere earlier than the Bengals. So we got to Dwayne Haskins. Now we have doubts about the Bengals' interest in him and if it'd be available. But let's go to the second round. And here's a guy in Will Greyer. That's could what be available. He could be yeah. there. Like him. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, this guy, he is kind of like, a, it's a little bit of a risky pick, John, right? Yeah. But, um, so you have you have Murray and Haskins at the top. I think those are the, those are your top two quarterbacks. And then there's a lot of talk about Drew Locke and Daniel Jones, but they didn't produce exactly like high quality players. And that's what Will Greer did. Now you can talk about producing against Big Twelve competition, producing West Virginia's offense all you want. But the reality is he has the data that supports a high a potentially high quality career. The only issue with Greer is that yeah he doesn't have the traditional measurables of a quarterback. He's only about six one, two hundred something pounds, and he's also on the older side. He just turned twenty four this year and. There's never been a quarterback entering the NFL at that age who's ever produced multiple Pro Bowls, multiple pros. So you're looking at the best case to long-term starter. But the thing that gets me excited about Greer is that unlike a guy like Haskins, unlike a guy like Daniel Jones, he can create for himself. And if the protection's not exactly perfect up front, if his receivers aren't open downfield, he can buy time. He can create throwing windows by himself. And he has a lot of velocity, yes. more velocity than you think for a guy who's of his, of his stature. So Greer can make things happen that not all other quarterbacks in this class can. And I think that's where the value of him is. And I think that's why he would be right behind Haskins for me in terms of ranking these quarterbacks and, and the overall upside that he brings over a guy like Drew Locke, who's way more erratic with his accuracy. And the same really goes to Daniel Jones and another quarterback we're going to talk to. But I like, I like Will Greer for what he is. And I think the second round would be perfect for him in a situation like the Bengals have. Yes. And, and if I may interject, I mean, <clears throat> You know, putting together a good offense. You mentioned my my, my musical history and my my present too. I'm still rocking. Uh, one thing everybody knows is that putting together a good offensive line is is as challenging as putting together a good rock and roll band. And one little problem in 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 the band, like you get a bassist who doesn't have rhythm or something like that, it throws everything off. The Bengals, I don't see them having that kind of O line not this year and and probably not next year. I mean, the way they're going. Let's just be frank. So they need a guy who can make his own plays. I, I feel like that's what I. I, I, I feel like and they that, need to. Yeah, go ahead. And and I think that's I think that's how other NFL teams are looking at it too because they're looking at Baker Mayfield, they're looking at Patrick Mahomes, guys yeah. who can just kind of make things happen if things start breaking mm -hmm. down. Andy yeah. Dalton's like the opposite of that, right? Yeah. If things start breaking down, he can't really create for himself. Things all go to chaos. So when you're looking at the NFL, who's is in general is just really short on, on offense line talent and passers are getting more athletic. They're getting more productive. They're getting more dangerous. Yeah. You need the quarterback that can effectively counter that. And I think that's where the value is of Will Greer and why he may potentially sneak, sneak into the first round for a team like maybe the Chargers or maybe another mm -hmm. team with an older quarterback looking to groom under a guy. But I, you look at the Bengals and where the, their offense is, their offense as a, as, a, as a whole is right now in terms of personnel and who they have a quarterback right now. I think Greer would be a, a, an excellent backup to Dalton for 2019 and potentially yeah. take over 2020. The only problem is he'd be 25 when he takes over. And that's, again, a little on the older side, and you have to think yeah. maybe he's not going to get much better than what he is right now. And that's just the decision that they're going to have to make. And, and yeah, yeah, for those, yeah. uh, John, excuse me. Just, John, for just for those of our fans out there who don't follow the, uh, NFL college as, as closely as, as you and I do, as we do here, uh, why is he so old? Uh, he transferred from Florida, so he lost like a year of eligibility, I think. So he's like a fifth-year guy. So he could have entered the league at 23 like some other quarterbacks do, but he stayed behind a year, and that, that's kind of going to hurt him for the long term.
Gotcha. I thought he was kind of like me, where I failed, you know, a few classes, and I, you know, he's, he's no, I don't think he's. I don't think he's stupid. No, not touche. I am Doctor Hoji, but that's fine. It's my birthday, so I'm gonna let that one go. Go ahead. Well, well look. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I can see uh, the issue with the age, you know, but it's a second round pick, and the thing about Greer, like we said, it's it's a high risk kind of pick, anyways, regardless of the age, because he has the aggressive playing style and whatnot. Um, so we know that, you know, there's a 50-50 chance this game translates to NFL anyways, you know. So yeah, I think you take that pick kind of I, – I, I'm hesitant to take a quarterback you're not completely sold on because I think right. it would set the franchise like the Bengals yeah. back a few years because they're like, hey, we got – like with AJ McCarron. It's like, hey, we got the quarterback. Don't right. say we don't have a right. – you know, we're not challenging Dalton. And then, like, and then it's like, you know, four or five years later, it's like, okay, we don't really have any young prospect quarterback. You know, well, we and, have- and, 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 you know, we, we were talking about value and it really is about value here. I mean, <clears throat> Haskins, the rumor, the rumor about Haskins just will not die. Haskins is not a good deal in the first round at the, at the number 11 pick or even, even a few picks later than that. It's just not a good deal. We just, I'm just not that interested in Haskins. I see the, I see the, I see the glow. I see why. It's just not as good of a buy. Can I I say personally, I'm glad that you finally come around on the value of getting good deals. Like it it wasn't really registering with you before. And I'm glad to see that. You know, I mean, as a Bengals fan, I think it's critical. You're going back into, I know these are are all allusions to art of the deal. Okay, no, no, no. no. Okay, but you're getting off track. You're getting getting way Yeah, okay. So look. So another guy that a lot of Bengals fans are talking about in the second round is Dalton Risner, uh, a tackle from Kansas State. Yeah. We know he's good in the run, which, yeah. you know, a lot of Bengals fans say, oh, Dalton has no pass blocking. The reality is our run blocking is worse. And the fact that Mixon what, did what he did is, is really impressive. Yeah. Uh, but, but it'd be yeah. nice to have not just an average, but potentially above average tackle at the run blocking position, you know, on the right tackle. I don't know if Risner played right or not, but um, but you know, maybe he's like mostly right tackle. Yeah. So, so we have that, but then we yeah. have, you know, he, he struggled in the past sometimes against like Montez Sweat and other guys, but you know, it's like a second round pick, you know, it'll prove well, your but, line. Well, let me, let me, let me just, just throw a, what a, a possibility out there. I'm thinking outside the box. Uh, what if we could get both of them? Both what of if we, both of those picks, you know, two, two round picks by getting rid of our first round pick. <laughs> Why not, um, man? Why not? Look, man. Look, 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 look. You. Uh, it, it. It seems to me that B level more B Bengals need more B level players than they need one A level player. So see how much you can get in the second round. Get rid of the first round because the first round doesn't have anything all that spectacular going on. Well, more, more than that, the Bengals are better in the second round. They got Mixon. They got Boyd. They got exactly. Jesse Bates. Exactly. Uh, but, 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 yeah, it depends, but yeah, like if we can get the second round. Move back to the second round and maybe get like another second rounder for next year. I don't know. I don't oh, know what we, we we're gonna need another first rounder if we're gonna move back twenty spots at least. That's yeah. true. That's true. So yeah. like a first, like maybe like next year's first rounder for oh, a team. Oh yeah, easily. And then, yeah, yeah, but then, yeah. but then next but then, year's first round and two, two second right. rounds. Right. But what I'm saying, the good thing is, and John will love this, is that then we have two first round picks next year and wow. better quarterback class. So yes. maybe okay. we trade up. That's yeah. a dangerous statement because. Every year, the next year's quarterback class is better. It doesn't matter what class it is. Every year, the next year is better. That's not true. It's a, it's a dangerous statement to make. 
that's not true, John. Okay, okay, John, you're getting you're getting way off topic. Let's go back to Reisner. I was stay on topic. I'll correct it on Twitter for calling him Risner. His name's actually Reisner for some reason. He's also an older guy. I think he's like he's going to turn 24 this year, along with Greer. But he does have positional versatility, and I think that's the key for who the Bengals are going to draft yeah. if they're going to draft an offensive tackle. Like Jawan Taylor, the guy who's going to be charged in the first round, he's only a right tackle. Reisner played most of his college ball right tackle, but he also had experience inside. I remember at the senior bowl, he also said he was really comfortable playing center. So he's, he's in a sense, he's kind of like Trey Hopkins, where he can play realistically all five positions on the line. And I would trust, I, I, I would trust an, an athlete of his caliber to be able to do that. I think he's tenacious in, in terms of run blocking. I think yeah. he's competent enough yeah. in, pass, in pass blocking as an athlete. And I think if the Bengals are going to invest a high pick in an offensive lineman, it's going to be someone like Risner who can provide versatility all throughout. The and game. John, let me add, Andrew Whitworth, when he was drafted, how old was he? 20. He's an exception. He's an exception to the rule. You no, 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 John, come on. Tackle is aged very gracefully. He, let, let's he, be honest. He, tackle, he, tackle is a lot about old man's strength for the, <laughs> in the first place. There's true. not a lot of, yeah. So these old, fatter. I'm guys. just saying, like, like Whitworth yeah. was an exception because of how good he was when he came out of college. But and he just gradually got a little bit better. And he when got was Whitworth drafted? When did draft Whitworth? The second round. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. We need more second round. Get rid of the first round. We don't want the first round. Give me second round. I'm telling you guys, age matters. Age matters more than you guys think. I would say. Oh, coming I from a like 22 I, year old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I feel like that once again. Like, yeah. What were the insults tonight? Where man? would John be drafted? Where would John be drafted if this uh, show had like a, a, a like a draft for analysts or something? First round, easily. That's what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. he'd be first overall. That's why he's. But analyst. we would be second round, John. See, see. One of us. One you of us. Are, you be. guys are retired. That's true. Look, okay, look. <laughs> we're so like, we're like leatherheads. Let's move on to another guy we could target in the second round, which is Mac Vincent. Now, if we decide not to go linebacker first round, we have a linebacker who's good at coverage. Really? Yeah. Uh, and his name Mac. Anybody named Mac by default is going to be pretty good in the NFL. It's yeah, a like very Mac good name. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the point is this, is that he gives us, he's not maybe the best uh, rounded, but he gives us what we need, which is the ability to cover tight ends and running backs. Right, John? Yeah, I think... Round two is a little bit rich for Mac, but I think that's probably where he goes because Alabama pedigree and linebackers in general. Alabama linebackers have been nominally overrated over recent years because most of them just can't really tackle and it didn't produce yeah. a lot of tackles on the stat sheet. And that's going to be a problem for Wilson going forward. I do like his building coverage, but he's just a middling athlete in general. So you're talking about what, what really is the upside with a guy like this. Now, relative to what the Bengals have at linebacker, Wilson – would be able to contribute immediately because of what's already there, and you wouldn't really have to any relative competition compared to him. Long term, I I wonder what he's going to be in in five years. If he's going to be much better, if he's going to be that reliable tackler, that guy who you can trust on all three downs. But you know, on day two, there, there are worse risks to take. I would say. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. But hey, there you so go. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who talks on topics. So since, since it's my birthday, John, I want you, I want you to humor me with one question, one answer to my question, because you're you're the smart guy around here, the number one draft pick on our show. The, all this hype about the Browns, what's going to happen? It seems I mean, personal. It seems yeah. personal, but is it substantiated, or are they going to suck? Please, it's say April. Like, how, how how do you expect me to know this? I need all, to know now. All that I know. Is yeah. that they have a really good quarterback. They do. They paired that quarterback with a coach that seemed to work well with him. 
That's they brought true. in one of the very best receivers in the NFL. And they cheated good. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's conspiracy. They have a good base on defense. They just don't really have anybody in the secondary. If they invest in the secondary early, you have to say that they are legitimate contenders for the, for the division based on what their roster is right now. They don't have a lot of holes. And you can't really yeah. say that about the Bengals right now. No, I mean, they have a really I, impressive roster. All the signs point to them having the most talented team in the division, which is why the Steelers are still going to win the division. Uh, <laughs> but let's, let's look. I want to move on, okay, to the third round. And there's another quarterback that we could take there, just going by where he would fall and, you know, uh, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, maybe he's the best fit in the third round. And that is Ryan Finley of North Carolina State, who has nice accuracy. He can throw on the run. He can throw deep accurately. But he has kind of a slower release. He didn't throw a lot of touchdowns, not very prolific in the end zone. Uh, not so good in the rivalry games against Clemson and UNC. But, you know, he uh, he kind of, he could, he could, you know, it's kind of like, again, can this guy manage the, the the physicality and the speed of the NFL or not? Now, John, what do you think? Finley just doesn't excite me, but no. yeah, I, understand, I understand why the NFL likes him. I think he scored 43 on the Wonderlick. He's got incredible size to him, and he's pretty accurate all throughout the field. But, in, I, again, I think he's on the older side. I don't know why we're talking about age so much, but um, it's just it's a question of how much better is he going to be in the NFL, and I just don't think it's going to be very much. I think mm-hmm. if you're looking for a guy – you, you might want to develop just as a long-term backup. He, it, it, Ryan Finley's probably going to be in the NFL for 10 years. I don't know how many how many of those seasons and games are going to be of him starting. I just don't think it's going to be that much. A team might want to give him a shot, like a la Mike Lennon a couple years ago, but like there's just nothing that really excites me out of him and the way the NFL is going. I just don't see a long-term starting career for Finley. But yeah. I, I don't doubt that he'll get drafted high. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. And, and it's no doubt with the new NFL, a good backup QB has proven to be a very important asset. It's something people used to not think a lot about. But now it's weird because everybody wants to have that, that, that decent backup because it's just becoming you know, people because the QB position is so vital and, and people are getting hurt. And, and you know, uh, now that being said, I don't think that uh, you need to take a backup QB in, in round three, considering the other holes that we have, which are many, many holes on our team, uh, whether offensive line or, 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 or linebackers. We got problems. We don't need the backup. I'm not saying that that the backup that we have is okay, but I'm just saying that there's going to be enough movement of of other backups in the NFL that you're going to be able to get someone else uh, from someone else's roster. I want to talk about yeah. Finley's teammate. He's a linebacker, like the Jesus man. Yeah. It's Jermaine Pratt. Um, yes. I first heard about this guy down at the Senior Bowl. I think it was one of the practices. He came in measured in like 22 miles an hour on the field. They did like some weird tracking thing where they track players' movement and. At the combine, I think he ran like under four six at two hundred and thirty something pounds. So great speed, great speed for him. Just looking at what the Bengals like need to replace Perfect, just the guy that will run and chase pursuit linebacker. He pretty pretty much fits that role pretty perfectly. He's a he's a converted safety. Went gained a little bit of weight to play linebacker. Um, really only started one year, but produced in that one year that he started. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's a very good athlete for his size. I think his ins- he was also playing uh, middle linebacker down the senior bowl. They had the, the microphone in his helmet, so he was making adjustments and calls to the line of scrimmage. So he has that ability yeah. in case Preston Brown gets injured. So positional versatility with him, 
high high upside in terms of athleticism and production yeah. in the third round you can do yeah. a lot worse than that i like that guy i like pratt i like Pratt. hey so so perfect went to oakland huh he did isn't that like the perfect place for perfect like it's yeah. weird like you really people do end up where they're supposed to be because i mean uh daniel and i went and saw the bengals play oakland was it like two years ago three years that's yeah, three a rough years. crowd yeah that is a rough but, crowd but let's be honest the perfect place would be the steelers that's where he fit the most but true true that's true but uh, but the close runner-up would be the oakland uh, raiders i mean that's a different yeah. place for him i look forward to i really look forward to watching him play I yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I'm just glad he's not on our team because he was ruining our reputation. No, no, I, I hope that maybe the NFL lets him play his game. It's just fun to watch, you know. I mean, there'll be casualties. The NFL does need more. The, the NFL does need more concussions for sure. <laughs> well, okay. If you believe in concussions, I apparently don't. Yeah. Oh, okay, gosh. Oh, gosh. No, it's, it's, you're like no, a, you're honestly, it's like it's like yeah. you're a magnet for 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 conspiracy. No, no, like like I. It seems like we're talking about them a lot more than we used to, as Marvel Lewis said. You know. Because yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because it's hurting ratings of the NFL, which hurts the ratings of our show. You yeah, money, 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 money. We get it. That's not true. That's not true. Well, actually, you know, while we're at it, maybe we should take a break to talk about the uh, patrons that we have. Um, obviously, they are uh, very, uh, we, we love them. And uh, John, do you remember who our patrons are? Um, yes. The, the, the wonderful, oh, what's his name? It starts with a, uh, I want to say, a, a B, maybe a C. Help, 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 help me out here. What, what, what was his name? There's one named Rick. Rick? Yeah, hey Rick. Well, Thanks, Rick. Okay, so we have Ashanti Sanders. Yep, that's, uh, Tim that's, that's new. That's new. Tim, I think he's been, no, for a while, he's been a couple of months. I've, I've never heard these names before, my John, okay, we're gonna have to edit this out. Oh, it's a live stream, forget <laughs> it. Okay, so look, then we have Tim Brashear, we have Andrew Seiler, we have Brian Taylor. Andrew Seiler's a real G. He, me and him go way back. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. good. Michael Ford and Tanner Guerin, who have been giving for a very long time. And uh, yeah, so we want to thank them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, you uh, didn't mention Rick. Rick Holly, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, Rick Holly uh, donated a lot to the show, yeah, uh, to help us get the puppets and the, you know, help us develop our sets and our equipment. So I you, love you, Rick. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Okay. So. Let us move on. So I want to talk about defensive ends. Last last uh, third round pick, which is Max Crosby uh, in Eastern Michigan. Oh, yeah. And this is an athletic guy, right? But Eastern Michigan, not exactly a place, you know, that the Bengals are looking to draft from normally. Right, Eastern John? Michigan is just north of Ohio State. And at Ohio State, there's a guy named Nick Bosa. Some of you may have heard of him. This guy tested like Nick Bosa at the Combine. Great flexibility, above average speed and explosion but actually produce like the player that most people believe Nick Bosa to be. Now, again, Eastern Michigan is not exactly the biggest school. He didn't have a lot of offers coming out of college. In fact, Eastern Michigan was the only Division One offer that he had, and that was only because of some, some miracle that he had to pull off. But once he got to Eastern Michigan, he produced. And he yeah. and against Purdue and other, other um, quote-unquote big-time programs, he, he looked competent. And, that, and that's definitely important because if you're going to – draft guys from smaller programs like Eastern Michigan. You want them to be athletic compared to right. everybody else in this class. You want them to be massively productive against even small competition because if they don't dominate against 
you know, weaker teams are not going to be able to dominate in the NFL. That's why he's probably available here in the second or third round. But I think this could be one of the great value picks in this draft because there's not a lot of edges with the production and the athleticism that Max Crosby has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, and 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 really, we if, if look, we're not in dire need of defensive ends, in my opinion. We could use some depth. We could use some help. But I like the idea of the high upside guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we have enough talent where he will have to earn the job, and it'll be nice to, if he does. Hey, it works out. It's great, you know. Um, so, John. So, let's go to the later rounds. So, mm-hmm. fourth, the seventh. Yeah, we, we're already been watching the draft after round uh, round three. That's amazing. I, I but, stopped at round four. Round four is probably the cutoff. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really. No, but guys, can I explain something? Even if we don't watch them, they would be on our team. Yeah, yeah men will watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to talk about guys that no, we are doing this not for ourselves. We're doing this for the Cincinnati Bengals, telling them, you know, kind of doing the research for them, saving them a lot of money because the scouting is expensive. So yeah, they yeah. take this show. All two salaries then, of the in scouting department. That's that's a lot of coming out of their budget. Yeah. You yeah, know, so, you know, Daniel, if I could make a movie, I'd remake the movie Twins and it'd be about you and Mike Brown, how you were both basically from the same genetic material. And, yeah. and, and and like you're the little guy and he's the big guy and you're both well, very cheap and well, it, it, like, you know you know one of those guys the twins is basically like the perfect human being so I, I'm I'm assuming it's it's Mike Brown here yeah. <laughs> well that's true and yeah I, I so look, doesn't really work okay okay so look so John uh, you know I know you like uh, a couple of the guys you like Max Sharping from mm-hmm. Northern Illinois as a guy we could get to the mid to late rounds. Right. You like his athleticism. You like his flexibility. I'm I'm assuming he does yoga. Yes. Yeah, I was just wondering how they test flexibility. Flexibility is the short shuttle and three cone measured against their overall weight. He was 6'5", 327, had one of the best three cones and short shuttles at the combine. And that's important for tackles in in their ability to kind of absorb power and absorb bull rushers. Max Sharping is one of the best pass protectors in this class. Now, again, another small school guy didn't go up against a lot of great competition. Max Crosby in an interview once said that the best tackle that he went up against was Max Sharping, and he played against – and Eastern Michigan did play against some tough schools. So Max Sharping, I believe, is one of the best five tackles in this class. But, again, small school bias is going to push him down a little bit. But he does have that, that high at upside in, in terms of athleticism, um, good, good size to his name. He was also at the senior bowl, and he played pretty well down there. You look at value in terms of what the Bengals need. They don't need a well. They need a starter right tackle, but they're not going to right. going to start anybody over Bobby Hart based off what they paid him. So they need a guy that can develop behind Cordy Glenn, behind Bobby Hart for the next one or two years. Sharpie needs a little bit more, a little bit more development right. in terms of his technique. But I think he can be, be developed into a good player. I think this is a, a good spot where the Bengals can address that need. I want him. That's great. Let's yeah. get him. Yeah. So I so like him. Yeah, so rounding it out, unless Hoji has some gems to share, you know, I I'm looking at... as I said, I, I tune out after round three. Right. Sometimes after round two, it depends on how much I've eaten. Right, right. You know, so I'm looking at some linebackers in the later rounds, and mm-hmm. we have Cameron Smith, who, you know, he, he could be a guy to kind of take Perfect's role in a way, I guess, you know, just kind of filling a space and cleaning up a little bit. He doesn't have Perfect's coverage skills, obviously. Well, Burford uh, wasn't that good of a cover guy. He was, but and he was still by far our best cover guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 you know, I'm kind of getting bored with this. Hey, I got a question for you, John. Hit me. Okay. So you don't think the Bengals are taking Haskins, right? 
Not based off what I heard. I think okay. the Haskins stuff is manufactured from outside the organization. Oh, my gosh, smoke. So who's going to take him? You guess. I have no idea. There's people saying that the Raiders are going to take him at four. There's people saying the Giants are going to take him at six. People are saying that the Redskins are going to trade up for him inside the top ten. He could go anywhere after the like the third overall pick, all the way to like the sixth, the seventeenth overall pick. Yeah, because there's it, kind of yeah, there's kind of like a trifecta. I mean, there's kind of like a like a, like I don't even know. It's like the 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 Raiders and the and the and the Redskins and us. It's like we're all like in the same because they seem to want to do what we do. I feel I get that feeling from them. What, what what do we do? I don't know, but I mean, like, we're interested in Haskins, they're interested in Haskins. Ben, interested in Rosen, ben, they're interested in Rosen. It's kind of, really, let's be I honest, it's a Gruden think, thing. They all have Grudens. They or, really like Marvin Lewis, too, by the way. They yeah, him. it's either Grudens or the remnants of Gruden. Like, we still have some of the stink of Gruden in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, round yeah. five, six, seven, eight, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, so, so, just one more guy. Okay, I guess. Okay, I guess that's enough. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just yeah. don't. I mean, really, does the rest of the draft matter? I don't think so. I mean, you I know, round one matters, round two matters less. By the time you get to round three, it's like you know a rainbow in a puddle. It's just Wait, gonna it. wash away. You know. You know, Atkins. What round? Four. Probably two. Four. Our best. The draft is after round four. Wait, 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 Andy Dalton. What round? Uh, was he drafted? Yeah, it was that. Oh, okay. nicely. Nice, Mr. Passive-Aggressive. Okay, nice. look, 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 look. We're getting way off topic here. But yeah. I just want to add that, you know, we actually do really well in the undrafted uh, pool as well. So uh, we're just talking about names. Because, look, like I said, we have a lot of holds on linebacker. And it would be nice to take some guys who have coverage skills. Look, Malik Jefferson could come in and contribute. But another guy could be Jahlani Tavai, who, you know, he has some coverage skills, not so good in man, but he has some coverage skills. I, I'm saying we take, look, like you said, these are crapshoots, and we're going to probably miss on almost all of our late round picks. So why not take a bunch of linebackers with high upside and maybe one of them, you know, I can the get target. Behind that. I can get behind that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I guess that's all we have for this episode. Sorry if I speak when I speak. We will see you next time. So long. SVT. Bye. Bye.